0: We caught up today with Dale Varon, he's the CEO at Fortune Bay Gold Corp, a TSXB a developer with assets in BC um, and Mexico actually. Uh, we talked to him uh, about the recent update in Mineral Resource, They're, they've uh, sent a drill to site and um, we talked to him about what they hope to be able to do with their step-out programme and the timing for the PFS. If you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversations, topics discussed, the company itself and indeed the CEO, you can find that at club where you can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of companies and commodities. Uh, We've got training courses on there to help you with your diligence process. We've done summaries of uh, interviews, in fact, all of our interviews to save you some time because we know you're busy. And most importantly, we've got a thriving community of investors on there sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, free from judgment, trolling, and abuse. Uh, So again, join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club if you'll really like it. Dale, how are you? I'm very good in yourself, thanks, Matt. Long time no see. Beginning of September 2020, I wasn't sure if you'd made it, but here you are. <laughs> it was a tough year for us all, but yeah, we're here and we're going strong. You're, you're, you're fit and you're healthy and you're and you're probably wise. Yeah, I'm getting there. Getting there, good, <laughs> good. I'm glad, glad to hear it. So where are you hiding out? Kelowna, wasn't it? I'm um, in British Columbia. Um, I'm based in Kelowna, yeah. nice and early here for us. You, you, it's an early start. Yeah, look, I appreciate that. I hadn't realised how early it was uh, when we kind of set set this up. but. Um Look, your, your, your shareholders will forgive you and thank you for it. So I pre- appreciate it. Um, well, so, and how are things in Kelowna? Would we, we, we like Kelowna? It's pretty part of is it? Beautiful, yeah, beautiful spot.
1: I mean, spring's arriving, but uh, the good news is, you know, up north in Saskatchewan where we're busy, it's it's still nice and cold, so we're able to, uh, you know, keep keep our drilling program going there.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, fantastic. We're going to hear about it. Well, why don't we um, kick off? We're going to because it's been a while. Since we spoke yeah. August, uh, so, so, September, beginning of September, we should, uh, we, we should uh, give, help people with a reminder of what it is that you are. So, give us that one minute overview and I'll pick it up from there.
1: Yeah, so Fortune Bay Corp is a uh, gold focused exploration and development company. We listed on the TSXV um, under the symbol FOR and in Frankfurt under the symbol 5QN. And across the, the categories, we have about 3 million ounces of gold across our two projects. In Saskatchewan and Mexico, and you know our near-term focus is advancing our goldfields project in Saskatchewan, where we've recently completed a new mineral resource estimate for the project and just started a maiden drilling program.
0: Okay, well, I always like to start with the outliers, uh, just kind of be able to park them up and actually focus in on what you're well, focusing in on. Let's let's talk about Mexico. You have got you know circa a million ounces. Just again, remind us what it is that that project is.
1: Yeah, so in Mexico, we have you know across the categories, 1.7 million ounces of gold. It's down in southern Mexico, Chiapas state, and it's um, it's got it's got the resource on it and then lots of exploration potential. You know, we really excited about that project. Although we focused at the moment on gold fields, we see this as a significant asset for the company, both as a you know pipeline opportunity. Or something to do, uh, you know, arrangement with a partner, the right partner. We took a deep dive on the project technically last year, and, you know, our new technical team really dug through the data and created new models for the project and a very exciting um, asset. It's um, geologically just outstanding in terms of its its setting. Um, The magnetic data shows this deep, very Porphyritic intrusive, and that's given rise to the epithermal system at Capamento, which is the resource. There's a prospect on the property called Cerro lumina which is drilled by Kinross. That's a porphyry system. Uh, you know, exceptional results there in terms of drilling that was done, and then numerous other exploration targets on the property. You know, some of also of a skarn type nature. So it's a it's a really good geologic uh, property. It does come with you know uh, community. Um, challenges where one needs to get access with the local ajidos to, to work the project. It's been done successfully in the past. We, we, we know it can be done again, but it's obviously more uh, difficult to operate there, especially in the COVID climate. So our immediate focus is on goldfields in Saskatchewan.
0: Are you being restricted from working there or are you choosing not to work there? Let's, let's be clear.
1: We choosing not to work there. You right. know, there's uh, our, we have guys a guy in Mexico who's worked with the communities there. He stays in touch with them. He's visited the pro- project recently. We can definitely get down there if we need to. But obviously, focusing in Saskatchewan makes a lot of sense for us because it's easier to operate. We have people in Saskatchewan, and Goldfields is a more advanced project. Okay,
0: okay. And with a market cap of 30 million bucks, uh, and how much cash? We have three point seven million in cash. Right, you got to you got to be focused. So, how much did you pay for the Mexican asset, and how much is it costing you you to maintain? Well, that came, you know, we
1: that was a a predecessor company that that took that project on back in the early two thousands, made the discovery, and it's it's worked. It stayed with the the group of companies, and when she came into Fortune Bay, when that was created. Uh, it's the holding costs on the property of just over 100,000 Canadian a year. That's mostly mineral title, and then we obviously have a core storage facility there, which we keep under lock and key. A uh, you know valuable resource of information for okay. us.
0: Okay, and how much value of your thirty million do you think is being ascribed to that asset?
1: Tough to say. Um, you know, we're not covered by an analyst. Uh, but it's, it, is, it is a significant part of our resource base and has a tremendous amount of exploration potential. So, uh, you know, the market
0: decides that, but, uh, you know, we, we see it as an important asset for us. Yeah, I get, I get that's important. But, but the, the reason I, I'd like you to have some sort of view, and you must do it at board level, some sort of view on it, because I'll, because I'll ask you the same question about Goldfields in a second. So, um, you know, is there some or none? I mean, r- realistically, there's
1: definitely, there's definitely some, you know, you can do your, you know, look at us on the EV per ounce basis and then, you know, say, well, we, we're not really treating exoton as material. We focused on gold fields, So it's definitely going to get discounted on that basis. But you, maybe you could look at it as a third Mexico, two thirds gold fields, uh, you know, in, in that kind of region, maybe more at expert time, it has a slightly bigger resource, you know. Um,
0: really hard to say. But it's, it's one of those things like you, you know, as a management team, you're gonna go, Oh, we've got a we've got to mitigate our risk profile. So country risk, two countries, great. Commodity risk, because I know it's it's kind of gold, is it gold silver down in Mexico? Yeah, gold, silver. There's also some. There's also copper in the primary right. system. Okay, so you're mitigating a risk across the board. So it's a on paper, it's a sensible thing to do. But if you're not going to be able to get at it for a while, or have you considered other ways of monetizing it? Farm-ins, for example, is that part of it, or you're just going to wait? No, absolutely you know we, we see the benefit of getting that story moving in the
1: shorter term while we you know we can't see ourselves doing that given our you know how we treat our capital, which is valuable to us. we're definitely looking at a potential partner there, someone who's got the operational you know financial uh, capabilities to actually go work that project and and unlock the value uh, that's on the project so there's there's no doubt match you know, we've been talking to people about the project and Given the asset it is and its geological setting and potential, there, there's certainly interest.
0: Okay, that's interesting. I'm taking notes. Maybe we'll talk about it afterwards. Um, okay, so let's let's get back to Goldfields because that, that's the that's the flagship, that's the focus, that's where the money, time, and attention is going to going to be. You mentioned a few things that you've um, done. That you've increased the mineral resource. I've been doing a bit of work on the mineral resource there. So, is that what you've been doing since September? Is that why we haven't seen you? We have been very busy doing that. You know, it's it's
1: been a big job. Uh, I won't uh, lie about that. You know, the project has tremendous amount of historical data. Um, You know, we've got over 800 drill holes across these two deposits. Um, The the drilling data dates. Some of it dates back to the 1930s, 40s. There's drilling in the 1980s, early 2000s. It's there's a substantial legacy of data. So, you know, for us coming onto this project, we realised it needed something new. You know, it needed to be re looked at in the right way. And, and the real opportunity here, Matt, was that there was never a geological model for either of these deposits. You know, it was, if you go back to the historical 2011 PFS, there were simple mineralized wireframes just capturing all the great information, but no representation of the geology whatsoever. You know, when we got boots on the ground last year, we realized these are orogenic gold deposits. They have a strong structural control. And if you're going to if you're going to turn these things into real assets and get the most of them from an exploration point of view, you need to create proper geological models that best represent reality. And there's a lot of data. I mean, at both deposits, Box and Athona, there's outcrop. You can take structural measurements. There's trenching. There's a lot of historical underground data from the uh, historical mining. Uh, there's there's core that's available. So we spent a significant amount of time both in the field and office. Understanding the, the controls on these deposits, the structural controls, the geology, and from the ground up, we built new models, geological models to start with, and then mineralization models. And those were the basis for this new mineral resource estimate, uh, which we've now completed. And we're very satisfied with the results. We know this is a solid foundation we can move the project forward on. We know that any mining project. You need a good resource estimate. That's that's the you know the the foundation for an asset that's going to really make it in the long term.
0: So what does that look like? Okay, you're really happy with this as a a basis or a foundation for you because oh it's like when when you speak to people off camera, you speak to CEOs and GOS and stuff. Say they know really quickly what it is that they've got. Then it's a case of putting together information to kind of talk to the market and prove what what they've got. Right? So yeah. But that doesn't stop. People know sometimes know it's a rubbish project, and but they keep working on it. You've got to get the salaries paid. You've got to get raise the money in, and they hope something happens. So, when you say you're happy with it as a basis of a good foundation, what, what, what do you know? So talk talk to us about the actual new resource. Well, I think you know one of the most important
1: things for us is that you know we all know that the ultimate judge of a resource estimate is when you go to mine it. Is that amount of gold actually in the ground? Now, in our case, we have some historical production data. It dates back to the 1930s, 40s, but we have no reason to suggest it's incorrect. There's a lot of reports that all seem to be consistent. When we ultimately completed our models and ran this resource estimate, we then did a reconciliation to those mined out volumes, and it reconciled to within 1% without us running iterations to make it fit. It fits. And that just gave us the confidence this is the right. Model and this is something that represents what's in the ground, and we can now move it forward. You know, and in terms of it, the project's a good project. I mean, if you go back to 2011, they did a PFS on the on the project, um, which was based on a resource that was of a similar size. It wasn't necessarily it wasn't didn't have the right models, but it produced positive economics. Um, NPV of uh, 144 million, IRR 19.6%. There was a Canadian gold price of 1250 an ounce. And today, obviously, gold's come off a little bit recently, but we're still seeing Canadian gold price above 2100. So it's it's still robust in that sense, and we now have the base to move it forward using this new model. Now, what the new model does is it it tells us not initially the total amount of gold. It tells us that, but it tells us where that gold is and in what structures the higher grades are in. So what we can do, firstly, from an open pit mining perspective, we know where those grades are situated. We can better control the cutoff grade. We can do more selective open pit mining to improve economics further. And from an exploration point of view, you know, both deposits are open. With these new models, we have a control on where the higher grades are, what the structural orientations are. And we can now step out and chase those higher grades. That's going to allow us to potentially expand resources, but also give us the opportunity for underground potential at both deposits, where we see grades that we think would be amenable
0: um, to underground mining. Your story is really confusing to me, in a way, because um, I'm not quite sure if I'm looking at a development company or an exploration company. because. You know, you put out a resource, which is great. That should be really exciting news. But I'm looking at your shares, share price, and that's tracking sideways, right? It's just tracking sideways, which I guess some people would claim is a win in this market because some of the charts are, you know, doing a lot worse than that. But it also says to me people don't understand what it is that you are 30 million market cap. It's a development company. You've got a resource. You should be doing way more than this. You should be getting noticed. What's the problem? Well, we had to get firstly from we we're going down two paths here. You know,
1: there's a there's a project development path, and we are a developer. We're going down that path. The step one was getting a mineral resource estimate. You need a current 43-101 estimate to advance, and we wanted to do that properly. And I've explained that process. We're now in a position to advance to a pre-feasibility study based on that resource. But you know, we're sitting with two deposits, and they both are open. The gold mineralisation is open. So we definitely want to concurrently with our project development, is continue to explore. We're gonna we're gonna keep marching down, uh, doing mining studies. We're gonna do scoping work, but we're gonna uh, concurrently do exploration at both deposits to realise their true potential. And we're gonna be taking step out to see if these resources can get bigger. Those can be brought into the project at a feasibility level and sh- demonstrate that this project. Is even bigger and better than it was historically.
0: Um, right. Okay. So, so
1: PFS next, which which is great. You know, we've got this mineral resource estimate. We need to do some internal scoping on that, look at the numbers, and and then we'll make a decision on whether it's advanced to PFS right away, or we we may there may be a little bit of a hiatus if we decide to see how the exploration results are looking. But we have a, a resource that we can act on and advance to a pre-feasibility study given that 85% of our resource is in the indicated category.
0: Right. But you know if I if I'm sitting here looking at what the company's done 8 months since we last spoke there's no real kind of pace to it. It feels like there's no pace to it and I think the market would agree that it looks like share prices move sideways. Can we expect to see more from you this year? Do you understand the importance of that? Absolutely, Matt. You know we
1: we've We've come through this process of, of getting familiar with this project with a substantial legacy of data, doing a new mineral resource estimates, putting the company together. You know, we only got going last year. You know, the, the teams in place, the resources in place. Now we're in a position to really get momentum in this market and, and move things forward. Um, both from a project development point of view, we will be doing internal scoping toward a pre-feasibility study, and with an exploration program that's currently in progress, we've got draw rigs in the field. So it takes time to set up these com- companies and get our story moving, but now we're in a position where we really can deliver catalyst, and we're expecting to have a you know really busy year with um, our, our project development side as well as an exploration program, both in the, the winter, which is currently in progress, plus in the, uh, in the summer.
0: It's it's kind of a difficult one because again you're you're sitting there with a re- resource, and this is your focus, and your money and time is being spent there, but. It's. I mean. So how many ounces? Like, remind me. How many ounces are we talking about? At what grades? So in the indicated category, we've got
1: 975,000. So just short of a million ounces indicated at a grade of 1.34 gram a ton. Right. And our main deposit, the box deposit, is a grade of one and a half gram a ton. Um, good metallurgy, open pitable targets.
0: Right. And you can. You're gonna. You've got to drill up there now or just about to be. Um, it's going to be more of the same. Right. That, the Orogenic stuff, it's it's more of the same. It's fairly homogenous typically, right? Unless you tell me different. So what you're doing is saying we, we want to take it from nearly a million ounces to X number. That's when it can that's when we can start making some interesting decisions. So why any one drill? One drill. Well we we've got you
1: know we've got some select targets at both these deposits. So we want to, you know, we want to make sure we step out and test the concepts first before we deploy. More drills on the project. We obviously want to look after the capital as well. So we've got some very select targets where we we're chasing not, you know, not these average grades of one and a half gram a ton, but we got grades up to 18 grams a ton over several meters um, down below the box deposit. And we want to test these in these higher grade vein sets to see what sort of potential they have. We've seen the deposit, the grades tend to increase with depth. And the mineralized unit is much thicker. So we think there's a lot of potential down there. and the, the first phase is really just to test these targets on initial and, and somewhat conceptual basis. And once we have proof of that concept, we'll go in there with more rigs and start to delineate.
0: Right. So, so how how does that work in practice? Because you know, orogenic people think it's it's low grade, it's bulk, it's open pit, ideally, and you get the bonus of some of these high grade veins. Thin high grade veins running throughout the throughout the uh, the the, the pitable area. That's what you can. That's the best you can hope for, right? So, how do you? How do you define what size of um, project you need to get to before you think I can go and raise money to um, actually move this through the scoping studies? I can get more interest from the marketplace because one million ounces is the bare minimum, isn't it? You're kind of at that cusp. Yeah, you,
1: we we around you know a million ounces indicated. We've got you know two hundred odd thousand in inferred. So we we at that position where you know there's and these are open pitable targets. Remember, this is not, that's it's not just the technical; it's uh, the advantage of this project. It's it's also northern Saskatchewan. The infrastructure is good. We've got a power line to sites. We have a valid development permit Grants in 2008. That was is still valid today. So the project's had uh, approved EIS. In other words, it's done its environmental screening. It's it's de risked to a large degree. So there's some distinct advantages there. But we do feel that there's there's definitely expiration upside, and it's of course we're going to look at that to see how much bigger it can get. So we think, based on the existing resource and the the the, the, the factors around the project, including the infrastructure, location, permitting, etc., we think it can move down the development path on its own with the existing resource. You know, we've seen that the the positive economics from a 2011 study at a lower gold price; it's much higher now. We think it can move on its own, but. We, you know, we would we want to realise the full potential of this project, and there clearly is potential which we tend to realise through some additional exploration drilling around these two deposits, which are open.
0: There's a few orogenic stories around your size. Around, you guys don't want to become miners, do you? We not miners and, you know, I'll be open about that, Matt. You know, I'm a, I'm a geologist.
1: My background's in exploration. It's in development. You know, I've got a history working with Denison also on the development side in Saskatchewan. So we, we see ourselves taking this project down the, down the development path, de-risking it, showing it's a project that's going to move and then looking to, uh, you know, partner up or look for a, a, a suitable company to take us out or you know companies do also evolve over time um, where needed. So there's, there's you know a good project is going to create a lot of good favorable outcomes and we're
0: going to create that good project and we've got the team in place to do that. Okay, so back to my original question is what size do you need to get this to? because if that's the model, no one's looking at 1.2 million answers combined. Uh, people are going to look at what three million answers, five million answers. say so I'm trying to work out the length of journey am I going to go on if I invest in your company. Well, we certainly, you've certainly seen mid-tier miners, you know, take out smaller companies, you know,
1: around the, just over that one one million dollar ounce um, mark, where you've you know, and where there's where there's potential and exploration potential, and I think there's definitely an appetite for projects that don't have a high capex hurdle, which is is our case, in favourable jurisdictions that are, that are safe. That have a you know precedence for mining and that are uh, you know in our case we have a valid development permit that's a huge advantage but you know we think we'll we can make this project much bigger Um, you know if you look at Box and Athona these two deposits if you're talking about how big can these things get I mean they sit within the same synclinal structure there's a possibility there's a connection to these deposits at depth so you know this it's, it's really could be a big system we're exploring here, but obviously grades important. You know, if we're going to go deeper, you have got to keep an eye on grade. There's no point drilling, you know, one two gram a ton at depth. But we see the grades at both deposits at depth that could lead to um, also underground potential. So, of course, we want to realise that in addition to our open pit story, which is is in the region where it's, it's you know we believe it's got the legs to go in this market.
0: But again, I come back to the orogenic. So there's lots of orogenic stories all over the world. You know, you're in the right part of the, of Canada for it for sure. Um, these are big systems, and companies talk about you know big, how big the systems are. You've got to manage things carefully. You got three and a half million bucks today, thirty million yep. market cap. going raising money is expensive, right? Shareholders don't want the dilution, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So you've got to be smart with the way that you spend your money. So, talk to me about how the three and a half million bucks gets spent.
1: Yeah, so we we we've got this draw program on the go at the moment that's going to be about you know 1.7 million so we're going to have about 2 million dollars left after our, our phase 1 drilling program and then we'll be looking at a you know pre feasibility study plus what we call a phase 2 drilling program which will really be follow up of that phase 1 drilling program so we will need to raise some money for that so we'll be looking you know toward the spring for a raise it could be in the region of you know, 4 million dollars canadian um, but you know we're well funded now, and in our last raise was in December when we raised two million dollars. And you know we we could have gone out for more money, we didn't. We looking to minimize dilution and do things in a you know a incremental, stepwise fashion to make sure you know we advance the project sensibly. Okay. And in a disciplined approach.
0: And the reason I'm pushing you on this is because I think it's really important of companies of a certain size to how they move forward, in in a way. Again, with this this style of mineralization that you're looking at, it's kind of don't take this the wrong way, it's it's kind of admin to me. It's about how you position the company in a sea of other companies saying the same thing and get and get that standout from retail investors, which is going to give you the liquidity which you need, right? So your plans are to what to do more communication this year? We're gonna see more of you absolutely you know we we really
1: only got reactivated last year as a company when I came on board. We built out the team we got familiar deeply familiar with our project goldfield 's got things moving we now we're now in a position to move and start delivering on those catalysts we spoke about last year and we 've now you know increasing our visibility we've we 've working with the i r firm we um you know we 're getting our story out there it 's been very much under the radar, but now that we 've got news now that we 've got traction on our project um market can definitely expect more from us and to hear more from us.
0: Beautiful. Dale, appreciate it. Nice catch up. I do want to see more of you. You know what you're doing. Um, You just need to tell us more often what you're doing. Um, So congratulations on the new resource. That's that's good news indeed. Uh, Stay in touch. Let us know how you're getting on. I will definitely take that phone call uh, when it's received. Matt, so I just want to leave you with the following thoughts. Now, Fortune Bay, We've
1: been essentially under the radar for the last while. We're now getting traction as a company. We've recently completed a new mineral resource estimate for our Goldfields project. We're going to be looking to move that into a pre-feasibility study. Concurrent with that, we've started our exploration program. A phase 1 drilling program is currently underway on site. We're expecting assays uh, in the next, in the coming weeks, uh, we also have a um, a project in Mexico where we're really excited about the geological potential that we're looking to advance as a pipeline asset or a, with a partner in the nearer term. So we're really excited about where we're going. Our company now has some significant traction, and the market can expect to hear a lot more from us.
0: Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Crocs